The ProAct Know-How. Welcome to this live webinar where we're today discussing um, split year treatment for expats in, specifically. The expat can be coming to the UK or leaving the UK and, and, and that makes quite a difference but it, it is quite a, an, an interesting uh, situation and it's very complex um, because as we keep saying that there is residents, non-residents, uh, uh, residents, tax residents and domicile at play here and each of those three factors have been making a different decision in terms of what whether you're a tax resident or non-resident. What a split year does, it, it allows you during any UK tax year to be non-resident for just part of the year and resident for the remainder. That can be uh, an expat uh, returning to the UK or a new expat coming to the UK, or it could be an expat leaving the UK or UK uh, citizen uh, leaving the UK as an expat, going expat for the first time. Um, so split year allows you to break up the year and protect your overseas income uh, during that period of time. But there are a number of different rules that you need to consider uh, and criteria that you need to match. Um, first of all, the, there's eight criteria when, when you, you can actually be considered to be um, uh, consider using a split year. So let's consider those. Um, and and we're, again, we're looking at what the, the expat could be, somebody that's leaving the UK or returning to the UK. And as we said last week, uh, with, with residence issues, that, that there's four key criteria in determining any non-resident status. And that is where the family is, where the accommodation is, where the work is, and and um, and what the ninety-day uh, rule, how that applies in a picture during the current year. So, uh, and we, we we've got a, a a guide that you can download from our website at projectpartnership.com um, for that for that decision-making tree. Uh, the family is the most important criteria. Then the accommodation then work, then the 90-day rule. Uh, but each of those has a vital impact on whether you can be a tax resident or non-resident. Uh, and, and we're looking in terms of taking advantage of split year in, in this uh, uh, vlog, in this webinar. So we're not looking at, at criteria, um, uh, some of the more extended criteria, which we'll cover in, in, in future episodes. So when, when we want to utilize uh, a split year, um, the first thing we need to consider, we could be starting full-time work overseas, starting a part-time work or going to work overseas uh, as a remote worker doesn't necessarily cut it on its own um, uh, to, to be going non-resident. So somebody who, who wants to go and be a remote worker but is carrying on with a UK contract is not necessarily going to automatically be able to get split year treatment. We need to do a bit more work on that uh, contractually with the employer uh, as well as meeting some of the other criteria. So are you starting full-time work overseas? Uh, or uh, obviously that would apply to a, a spouse or a partner of somebody who's starting work overseas. Um, so we talked about as well one of the important factors being a home 
So if you cease to have a home in the UK, um, that could be a criteria for, for an expat. So if you've been working in the UK or living in the UK and then you, you sell that house or you rent it out and you, you no longer got that home, that could be a reason to become non-resident and, and take a split year basis. Uh, conversely is true. Uh, if you take a, a home, buy a home uh, or have an accommodation, a rental accommodation in the UK, that will be another case in which we can use split year treatment. Um, if you're starting to have a home in the UK for the first time, um, the, the, the basis for split year, um, how do we define a home? The home has got to be available to you for 91 days during the year, and you've got to use it for these 30 days. So UK expat, could go overseas and, and keep a accommodation available for them. And they might want to do that to protect themselves against capital gains tax on a future sale of that, that uh, residential uh, property. Uh, residential property in the UK, which is your main home, is capital gains tax free, saving up to 28%. But if you keep that property available to you and nominate it as your main residence, even though you're overseas, giving yourself a tie and making your non-residence slightly more difficult. So it's something to, to consider and to factor into the equation. Um, if you're spending 30 days in, in the UK in, in that property, then that home issue, it, it, that accommodation issue is becoming a factor in terms of determining whether split year could, could apply or not. Um, if, so if you're coming to the UK, and you're going to be there for at least three months, then split year rules would, would apply. It doesn't mean that you can't apply split year for just a one month or two months. It is entirely possible. Starting work in the UK uh, is another criteria in which split year rules apply. Um, but if you're a UK expat and you're returning to the UK, if you cease your overseas work, but you're coming back to the UK, but not necessarily... Uh, coming to work, then again, you can have split year treatment to protect that that years. So if you're working in the Middle East and you've got a gratuity payment at the end of contract, um, that end of contract payment and that uh, uh, earnings for the year to date can be protected using split year, uh, and even though you haven't got work to come back to in the UK. And also, of course, that applies to spouses uh, coming to the UK. One thing that you do need to consider with, with split year is, is capital gains. And capital gains have, have got a little twist because if the capital gain um, uh, occurs, that's a chargeable event, but it could still apply. So an expat leaving or returning to the UK could still apply, uh, have a capital gains applied to them, even though they're non-resident with a split year. So let's look at that scenario. Uh, if you leave the UK on the 1st of July um, and apply for split year for your overseas work, uh, that's fine. If you then uh, have a disposal which is subject to capital gains, be that crypto investments, um, th that is, is a current year capital gains liability. And that, that capital gains liability will be applied um, even though you're non-resident. So even if the disposal 
is in your non-resident part of your split year, you'll still be charged that capital gain during that year because um, the, 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 there isn't a, a, a tax year-end pass by. So as far as expats are concerned, using split year doesn't protect them necessarily from capital gains during the year, whether that's abroad or, or the UK. So an expat returning to the UK could be liable for overseas capital gains uh, if the disposal is during their UK period of their, their split year. In theory, on your UK period of your split year, you've still got uh, up to 90 days you could spend in the UK. That's not an absolute rule. You need to look at uh, what the rules and the conditions are. So you can't, for example, leave the UK on the 1st of February and then come back and spend most of the remaining part of the tax year uh, as resident. You have to play by the rules. But if, if you're leaving on the 1st of July, potentially that you could still spend uh, um, uh, up to 90 days during the split year part of, of that year, if that was, if that was needed. Um, so that, that's what split year is, is for. So again, using the 1st of July as a date, if um, we, we, we're talking this month, 4th of July is the halfway point in the year. Um, and so in a, a, a calendar tax year, a country, um, you've been in the country for 183 days. Anyone who's been in the t in country for 183 days is tax resident. So if an expat is in, in a country in the UK for 183 days, that, that's between April and October the 5th. Uh, for 183 days in a, a calendar tax year uh, country, that's 4th, 5th of July that you need to be in country to be automatically tax resident. But somebody who's, who's started work abroad, uh, calendar tax year jurisdiction on the 1st of January. So from the 5th of July, they're, they're automatically going to be tax resident in that country. They, they could be already for the work that they've been doing during that year. Um, and, and split year treatment can apply it can either apply from the 1st of January or it can apply to the 1st of July or whatever is appropriate. Um, so if they're returning to the UK on, on the 6th of July, that the tax income the 1st of January to the 6th of July is all taxed in, in the overseas jurisdiction and only income earned and capital gains earned after the 6th of July would then become taxable in the, in the UK. Um, split year has got great advantages. You've still got your, your personal allowance. Um, it still gives you protection. It doesn't give you protection for capital gains during the current year. You've got to go over the end of a, a UK tax year to protect you going forward. Uh, but it allows you to protect overseas earnings and gratuity payments and disposals before you come back to the UK. Um, for more information and guidance on how that split year can be used, uh, to, to manage your uh, uh, circumstances when relocating abroad, contact us at privatepartnership.com. Uh, final point I want, I want to cover today is that, uh, that, that there is a statutory uh, non-residence test and a statutory residence test that, that we can use. Um, 
which can undermine or support a, a split year treatment. Um, but in, in bearing that bearing that in mind, uh, one of the rules is the ninety day rule. If you've been in country for for ninety days in any of the last three years, that's automatically going to come in and factor into any split year decision. So that or and the statutory test rule is not necessarily going to be, be applied. So potentially you can get a, a statutory uh, test and, and during the current year, but not in the year of your split treatment. The split treatment rule applies for this year. The statutory test applies for the next year. But you're always going to be undermined by the 90-day rule until you've spent at least three years outside the UK with less than 90 days in country in any of those three years. So that's an added uh, case and scenario. So if you're looking to relocate overseas and protect yourself from UK earnings and capital gains, then you need uh, to spend, uh, you, ne you need to go over the end of the tax year and then have three full tax years outside to fully protect your income and over five years to protect against any capital gains that, that are realized while overseas. Uh, all of these things we cover at productpartnership.com. You can subscribe to this YouTube channel and watch further information and guidance uh, here. Uh, we've got a retained client service where we offer online advice and guidance at productpartnership.co.uk. So go along there and you can register for that advice and consult it with views online. Uh, and if we can help you uh, with your expat adventures, uh, relocating overseas, uh, we offer tax saving reports and your tax service for expats living and working abroad. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.